this is a very, very special edition of the Lament Configuration. I'm Greg Knox. And I am Reoffend, resident body count girl, and today we have a very special guest with us. Yes, we do. He is one of the organisers of Fright Fest. It's Mr. Paul McAvoy. Hello, everybody. Cool. Um, so Welcome, thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you very much thank for you doing this. Thank um, you for the lager. You're most welcome. That's right. It's like to bribe our guests before we sort of interview them. Yes. Um, I wanted to say, first of all, I've been going to Fright Fest since 2009. Oh, wow. And so it's a great honour for me that you're doing this. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Cool. Um, So for the benefit of our international audience, because I imagine most of the British audience know what Fright Fest is. What is Fright Fest? Fright Fest is the UK's largest horror, science fiction, fantasy and thriller genre film festival. So we have our main uh, gig at the end of August in London. So it's over five days in two cinemas. So we're running the Cineworld, which is the Empire um, Leicester Square and the Prince Charles. Gotta We're love running... the Prince Charles. Gotta love the Prince Charles, which is where Fright Fest first started back in the year 2000. Yeah. Um, so we're running five screens with around about 80 UK World European premiere features, uh, around about 30 short films, probably two to 300 directors, actors, actresses, producers, you name it, coming in from around the world. It's a lot of fun. It's a brilliant community. Um... That's our main gig. Then we do a smaller one, which is like a one-day festival in October, around about the Halloween time. Perfect. And then we do two or three days as part of the Glasgow Film Festival, uh, beginning of March, late February. So that's the three gigs that we do. And also we do the label, Fright Fest Presents. So we also release a bunch of movies as well. So we put out stuff like The Love Witch and stuff like that. And we've got some new title announcements coming up later on. But obviously we're here to talk mainly about the main Fright Fest event, which is coming up in, oh my God, it's like five weeks' time or something. Yeah, Help very, me. Very which is going to be hopefully great. It's like Christmas for horror fans, basically. That yeah. and Halloween, we're looking forward to it. People do literally count down the days. I yeah. mean, so <laughs> There's great. a sleepy queue, isn't there, which doesn't exist anymore. No, but, just yeah. logistically it can't, because people were queuing up for like a day or even two days That's on the square to get their tickets. And dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it was was all really, really cool, but Leicester Square, I don't know if you've been there recently, but it's all changed. I mean, everything around the Leicester Square area is now kind of changed for the better or for the worse, I don't know. So what was your your first game was 2009. What was the first movie that you saw? Sorry to throw it back no, on you. No, it's fine. Human Centipede. Human Centipede. That's a brilliant oh first Oh my film. God. It was supposed to be Dead Snow, but I overslept. Dead Snow, oh, also good. I love that <laughs> film. It's like one of my favourite zombies. But Cent- Human Centipede, I mean, Tom's... Uh, I've known Tom for, for years. I mean, and I went to a very first screening of the Human Centipede in London there was me and eight other people at the beginning of the screening because nobody knew what it was. Mm. It was like for buyers, you know what I mean? By the end of it, there was me and one other person in there who I think might have fallen asleep. I came out <laughs> of the screening and I said to Ilona, Tom's uh, producing sister, um, I said, we have to have this for Fright Fest. I can't wait to show this at Fright Fest. <laughs> and of course, we did the big premiere. They all came, Tom came. And then as a present back to us, he said, Paul, would you like to be... Paul, Alan, Ian, Greg, my other three co-directors of Fight yeah. would you all like to be in the sequel? And, wow. and I said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> and then 24 hours later, I thought, fucking hell, do I really want to be sticking my face up somebody's ass? And do I want somebody's face right up for days on end? We were supposed to be actually part of the big oh. peed, right? <laughs> so I politely <laughs> called, called Tom back and said, look, love this idea, but... Um, so we do, we weren't in it but if you look at the end credits it's got Paul Alan Ian so it's you know the, the characters were named after us as a okay. thank you and obviously Tom's just making the Anania Club yeah. which isn't quite ready yet I think he's still tinkering with it yeah um, quite curious been, to see what that is well I know a bit I can't start being you can't search well, it's going to come out otherwise. soon yeah. dot 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 okay. sorry anyway so you mentioned you're the co-directors of Fright Fest. So mm. uh, your responsibilities, how do you sort of split that? Well, the whole, uh, this is the 19th year of the festival. Wow. So I come up with the idea on a holiday many, many, many years ago. Um, and I got the other guys involved with it. So I came back with the seed of an idea when I was on holiday. And 
I knew Alan Jones, who used to run the um, Shock Around the Clock events, which I used to go to. <laughs> and obviously he's a journalist for Starburst, Cine Fantastique, you name it, Shivers, blah, 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 and Fangoria. Um, so I knew he'd be the ideal person to be my programming partner. Um, Ian Rattray, he used to um, work very closely with the Prince Charles, which, going back to the Prince Charles, um, that's where we had our first year way back when and then Greg Day who looks after all of our PR he became involved like the third or the fourth year in and he was one of Alan's closest friends because Greg who does a brilliant job on the PR he works with people like Darren Brown you name it at the time he'd worked with uh, Jodorowsky and Argento and Amaro so he was perfect Mm. to be the fourth member of the this quadrilogy or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Fantastic. Sounds like it works well. And how it works is, I'll say Greg does the PR, myself and Alan primarily program all the movies, so we select the lion's share of the films. And then Ian does all the technical stuff to, you know, make sure that the prints of the films are there and the website and all that kind of stuff. So Fantastic. But then we've got Claire Dean, who is our festival manager. She keeps all of us under control. She is the cool as cu- a cucumber, calm as ice, you know, person that deals with like the 50 people that we have surrounding us. Because it's a massive team now. We couldn't yeah. do it on our own. Wow. And that's what, one of the main things we've learned over the 19 years is we used to try and do everything ourselves. Now we have to have those 50 people from staff to help us, to volunteers, to Claire, to whatever, to make this thing work. Because it is bloody ginormous. Just think if you're running, just running one premiere tonight would be enough of a bull's egg for any one of us here. Mm. Yeah. Let alone running five premieres at the same time on any given day. Yeah. Five different premieres going on from red carpet to intros to Q&As to... It's enormous. I mean, it is a yeah. monster. We've created this this monster. A fantastic monster. <laughs> a fantastic monster. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I mean, do you all four of you have get a say as to what films are chosen? I know you said that it's you and Alan that kind of yeah, we, we do it, but do you all have to agree? Is you know, <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, look, there's there are movies that we all absolutely agree on. Of course, there are. Um, if myself and Alan are really passionate about something, it will go in, even if we disagree. Um, sometimes we call upon Ian or Greg to kind of have a second opinion or second choice. But it's like us three, we're sat in a room and there would be a lot of movies that we all love. There's going to be a bunch that you love that Rhea hates and vice versa and blah, blah. Sometimes when you programme uh, a film, it might be not to my specific taste. And yet there will be people out there that will dig that particular movie. You know, some people love zombies, some people love vampires, some people don't like zombies, some people don't like vampires, found footage, you name it, cannibals, everything, the the range of genre is enormous. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, who I dig. I mean, we've shown all of the Rob Zombie movies pretty much (laughs) ever since year one. Rob was one of our favourite guests. He was amazing with the fans. We went out for dinner with him while while House of the Thousand Corpses was on and he said, look, Paul, and Sherry Moon, his wife, they were eating the meal and said, look, there's going to be a lot of people who want your autograph. Are you okay to do some autographs for people? He said, Paul, I'll be there as long as it takes. I want to meet everybody. I want to sign everything for people. I'm here for, I'm here for the fans. And no matter what you think to Rob Zombie's movies, and people do have differing opinions, he couldn't have been a nicer bloke, seriously. And I, I love some of his films more than others. But of course, that's the same as everybody's got personal tastes, you know? Exactly. That's <laughs> Everybody's right, everybody's wrong, everybody's wrong, everybody's right. Yeah. It's what makes the world go round. It's but art. Has there ever been a film that you've been quite passionate about that hasn't made it in due to whatever reason? Um, it's, it's really difficult because when we're programming the movies, um, especially when you're dealing with like, the big companies, the Universals, the Warners, the people like that. Often, if we they, if they show us something and we do love it, it might not fit with their release strategy. Yeah. So we can't become too attached to mm. the films. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, we, when we get the submission movies, the most exciting thing is finding the gold and then contacting the director or the producer and saying, "Look, your film's in." Blah yeah. blah blah. So the only problematic one sometimes doesn't happen a lot is the bigger studio pictures. So, for example, this year the Halloween movie just wasn't ready and also yeah. doesn't fit their strategy because obviously mm-hmm. August isn't Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that what happened with Blair Witch? 
Ah, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Um, God, that seems so long ago now. In fact, it was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, you're right. That just, the strategy just fell apart. So we had to replace it. And again, talking about divisive movies, I like, I quite liked the reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, but other people really didn't like it. So again, we're only a reflection of what is produced. You know, if the films in, in a given year are brilliant, then the festival will be amazing and every film's going to be great. And if, if, not then we'd, we'll do our best to try and choose the very best that's out there yeah so when you get people online shall we say who mm-hmm. go like oh mm-hmm. why doesn't fright fest put on like you say halloween or like the nun yep. or suspiria or yep. mandy yep. or i don't know any of those kind of films uh-huh. what do you what would you say to those people do they need to I'm... temper their expectations no it because we have always done the big studio pictures and we've got um, Upgrade, which is amazing, the Universal picture yeah. with Leigh Whannell, who is, uh, yeah, yeah, I almost said something I shouldn't have done. Uh, <laughs> he might be attending Fright Fest, but anyway. So um, it is, it's much harder than the audience realise mm. to get some of the bigger, like as in the big studio pictures. Because if you can imagine, if we were to show Let's say, let's just pull out a random movie. I don't know, um, something that doesn't exist. Halloween 19, or name one of your favourite films and do a sequel. Something that's not in name existence. Street 22. All right, so Nightmare <laughs> Street 22. So we want to show it. We're a festival. We know the fans are going to dig it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the fan of it. You're the... Um, Sick. You're, no, you're <laughs> the distributor. Okay. So we're up for showing your film that ain't going to come out until, let's say, December the 5th. Mm-hmm. So we show it on August the 25th, right? People dig it, people go online, they tweet about it, stuff like that. 75% will hopefully love it, maybe more. The 25% are what you're going to give a shit about, because if you get 25% worth of negativity from the very vocal fans <laughs> or whatever I'm like, oh, that new Armstrong, that was shit, that then fucks up your marketing campaign for the movie. Mm. You don't want the 25%. Um. You want the 75% to be going, yeah, I loved it, mm. but you're always going to get negativity. And I loved Mandy, but don't get me wrong, that's going to be a divisive movie. Oh, yeah. The, the first that, half yeah. is a slow groove into um, drug stuff. Then it goes cage rage to the 11th degree. <laughs> but if we were to have shown it, it would have been a divisive picture. And if the movie's not coming out until October, it only takes 30% of the audience to be negative on Twitter or Facebook. Oh, yeah, that wasn't very good, was it? Then you're not going to be very happy as the distributor of it. Well, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that is being completely honest as well. Playing devil's advocate, though, yes. you are showing a divisive movie. It's the last yes. movie of the festival. We always, you? every year we show them, every film is a divisive film. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Climax, my God, it's brilliant. But you might disagree. You might say, oh, no, that's rubbish. But I don't think you no, <laughs> nobody will say it's rubbish. But it is, it's, it's an incredibly intense I can't wait to rewatch it on that huge screen. screen yeah. The sound and the picture in there is going to be absolutely mind blowing. Amazing. But it will divide the audience, and that's a good thing. To be a bit punk, to be a bit rock and roll is always a good thing. It's the bland, the most boring films are the films that are boring. just yeah, that was okay. You know, yeah. I'd rather be yes or no. Yeah. Or actually, the more, if I heard, if you told me, right, I've just seen the worst film this year, it's terrible, I'd be like, oh, I really can't wait to see that. Whereas if you say, oh, I've seen it and it was okay, it was a bit bland, I'd be like, okay, I might catch it down the line. But the thing that's, if you hear something's terrible, you would definitely want to, I'd be bang up for that, you know what I mean? Yeah, or if it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think the next trend will be in horror? Absolutely no idea, but because <laughs> <laughs> um, that is the golden question, and obviously we'd all be out making films and going with the next wave. What all I can say is that the the wave that we've noticed this year mm. are two important trends which we're reflecting in the festival. Okay. Is a the South American trend? Amazing stuff from South America, from Terrified, which we're showing, which is bloody terrifying, to Issa Lopez's Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is an absolute cast iron masterpiece, one of the best films we've ever, ever shown. It blew the audience away. We did it in Glasgow Mm -hmm. and tears and it was just astonishing. Um, So there's a significant amount from South America, which is the exciting new hotbed for 
for, for genre, mm-hmm. um, which has taken over from France, taken over from Japan, you know, all those little trends. And the other brilliant thing is the female genre directors this year. So we've always supported uh, female um, directors. This year, we're opening with The Ranger, yeah. produced by, um, sorry, directed by Joan Wexler, and oh, it's, it's fantastic. It's the perfect... 80s style, fast, furious, punky, slashy opener. And then, of course, going back to Issa Lopez. And then we've got a movie called Braid from America. We've honestly, the female contingent, the female directed stuff this year is astonishing. And that's just on the features. There's loads by by female directors on the short side as well, short films. So that's the two trends South America, females. And more power. To the ladies. Yeah. Do you think it's still, um, the ratio is still mostly male-directed? Of course it is, yeah. As it is in all genres. My God. it's. I don't know what, that's a very, very difficult question, and that's not for me to answer. I've got no idea why there's not that many female-directed movies generally. Mm. You know, look at IMDb. There's hardly any, especially mainstream stuff. Hopefully it will change, but... And I've seen the change now in the in the genre perspective. Yeah. So if you're if you're female, if you're out there, make more films. <laughs> okay. <I'll> make Please <laughs> make them good as well, because we're not yeah. just going. Yeah, if it's directed by a woman, it's going to get it's going to get preferential treatment. That is not the case. Yeah. But it's have to be good ones. All right. <laughs> it's an exciting time. That brings us to the lineup, actually, Greg. Mm. Yeah, so what I thought we would do in to discuss the lineup, because that's after all, while you're here. Yes. Um, what I thought we'd do is sort of split between all five days, and okay. I'll mention a film that I'm curious about, Ria will mention a film that she's curious about, okay. and you can mention one that we haven't brought up. Okay, That you right. think people should check out. Yeah. Um, okay, so far yeah. away. Well, I mean, you've already mentioned The Ranger. Mm. So that would have been my choice. Okay. Um, what I'll say, though, because you've yeah. kind of already talked about it, mm. is do you think that, because I don't want people to take this the wrong way, obviously it is a big deal mm. that it's a female-directed horror film and it's opening Fright Fest, mm. but in an ideal world, I think it would be great if people didn't make a big thing about it. Like It should just Absol- be a normal thing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. just been directed yeah. by yeah. a person. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to a position in life and in the world and in cinema and in everything where it wouldn't be a big issue to to actually announce that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But sadly we're not. So for us to announce the fact that it's a female-directed movie opening a prestigious festival is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. As it would be if Cannes were actually to actually have the, for example, the Cannes Festival, to do something, take a similar stance. So hopefully in the future that won't be the case. But at the moment, sadly, it is. And if it, if it brings notice to the fact that we're, we're supporting that, and if it encourages people, your listeners, or whoever, to go out and bloody well make these things, then great. And then hopefully, five years down the, the line, we won't be having this conversation where, oh, should there be the divide between male and female? And exactly that, we don't choose any of the films, or the opening film, based on gender. It's about quality. Exactly. And I think it's, like, it's encouraging really positive things, yep. so it's great to announce it. Absolutely more. Okay, yeah, uh, Summer of 84 I'm super yep. curious about. So that's, you've got, you've got two 80s themes yep. on that In bit. fact, 80s night is the opening night. So I don't know if you've seen the tweets and stuff. Um, the fans, the, we're encouraging people to come in fancy 80s fancy dress, either, um, or can wear whatever the hell you want. Yeah. We're going to be playing, I think, 80s music and the thing. It's going to be a bloody fantastic night. I mean, properly fantastic. 80s so, and horror, too, my favourite. Yeah, so come, you know, come with the big hair and the, all the... Anyway, wear whatever you want. Love Summer of 84. Obviously, we've always shown the RKSS bunch, you know, the collective that make... The movies mm-hmm. we showed their first short many 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 years ago, which was called Total Fury yeah. at the Odeon West End. So we've always supported them, and then of course we did Turbo Kid, which blew the roof off the other year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good riff. It's kind of you know very eighties inspired and kind of mm-hmm. a bit like Stranger Things, which I've not seen. I've only seen one episode of Stranger Things, yeah. but I really liked <laughs> it. It's the perfect nine o'clock. So you got yeah, yeah, it's great. Recently binge watched all of Stranger Things and it is awesome. So. But the one you haven't mentioned, the only one you haven't mentioned, although we've got another couple screening on the opening night. I think we've got Bad Samaritan, which is the David Tennant picture. Yeah. And there's one which we're not announcing until next week, so I can't be so those. Uh, oh, nice. So, um, but 
my probably one of my favourite films of the weekend, which is totally under the radar at the moment because nobody's seen it, is a movie called Mega Time Squad from New Zealand. Swear a thon, quote a thon, absolutely bloody hilarious. It, it's playing, it's premiering in Fantasia, I think, this week. Yeah. The reviews are going to be off the fucking chart. Yeah. I can't wait. For, there's certain movies over the weekend when I cannot wait to sit and watch them with the Frightfest audience. The rowdy 11 o'clock Thursday night, opening night of Frightfest. It's the perfect. Just wait till you see it. It is so funny. It is just brilliant. Okay, definitely going to watch it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really cool. It's uh, similar, it's kind of linked to Deathgasm. It's the guy who did special effects on Deathgasm. Yeah, it's exactly that. Yes, and he's coming over and he said, Paul, I'll be there, beer in hand. So it's going to be a hoot. Seriously. Absolutely. Well. But I can't wait to meet him. We've been doing all the emails and stuff, but yeah. Amazing. Cool. Mega Time Squad. Um, so you've actually already mentioned my choice for Friday, which is oh. Braid. Okay, yep. Yes, another female-directed film yes. for Fest. Um, yes. I like the look of this one because I like weird shit. You like weird shit? Okay, that's good. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've read reviews of this and it is quite a divisive film, as you would mm-hmm. expect. Um, mm-hmm. what, can you, what can you tell the listeners about Ooh. Braid? Beautiful to look at. Um, very, I saw it in a very early kind of cut and I haven't seen the, the finished version yet. So... Even the version that I saw on my home screen without the full colour grade, without the full sound mix, was astonishing. And this is a first-time filmmaker. I can't wait to see it on the big screen there. Um, I don't want to say too much about it. It's it's an interesting one. Again, I don't think everybody's going to love it. As you say, it's Mm semi-divisive. But I think people in the mood for that kind of movie... And that's like I always say. Read... The reviews, read the Alan's synopsis in the brochure. If you don't like certain types or certain styles of movies, stay away. There's four other films screening, mm-hmm. or three other films, that you might might fit more your bill. So it's a bit like, a, as I always use the analogy, of um, going to Glastonbury. You know, if we all went to Glastonbury, I'd go and see whoever you'd want to see, you know. And there'll yeah. be certain ones we'd all meet back up for. So going back to the whole thing of... If you like zombies, you don't like found footage, blah, blah, blah. Mm. avoid. You know, the, the thing is with Attack of the Adult Babies last year, people came out like, oh, that was a bit puerile and stuff. What the fuck were they expecting? It's called Attack of the Adult <laughs> Babies. Yeah. Excuse me, what were you expecting a Lynchian Serious. think piece? Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Braid, good choice. Thank you. Ria, what's your choice, um, darling? My pick was... Puppet Master. Ooh! Yes. Oh, Barbara, lovely Barbara. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Puppet Master, great choice. The audience is going to erupt because the opening, um, this is no spoiler, the opening uh, title card is Fangoria Presents. And when I watched it, I was like, yeah, because obviously this is the first film that they produced, you know, the rebranded, rebooted Fango. Yeah. And it's ultra fun. Actually, it is really funny, right? Yeah. But it's really gory. They yes. play it incredibly <laughs> straight. It's not done in a campy style. That's which is weird. When you've got puppets killing people, they don't do it in like a, oh, this is a... They okay. do it, take it really... Honestly, you'll see it when you see it. They take it really seriously. So it's like proper acting <laughs> and really gory. It's got probably the most violent death that was showing over the entire weekend in that film. Oh, you sold. Um, you sold it to me. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen the Puppet Master films for years and years and years. And I, I loved them. I, I dug them. But I wasn't, like, a huge fan. Yeah. But this one, I think... And plus, you know, Kia rocks up in it. Oh. Plus, it's music by Fabio Frissi. It's cool. bloody... It ticks every single box. And I guarantee <laughs> you, at the end of it, you will be wanting to see what they've got planned next. Because some... It, w- no spot. The the last one, you're like, I I need to see the next film now. So hopefully, mm-hmm. if this one does well, and this will be the European premiere as well, yeah, um, it's going to blow the roof off. It's so good. It's so fun. This is definitely a fans film. Oh bloody so hell! Really yes, yes, yes. Issues. And again yep. with the eighties, you know. Yep. I can back to the eighties. There you go. Can't fail. 
So Saturday, what's your pick for Saturday? Well, I was going to say, what else is showing on Friday that maybe Ooh. we haven't mentioned that we should check out? I'll have a look. I'm going to have a look at my list so I don't forget, because it does get bloody confusing, doesn't it? Okay. Um, well, while you're looking, I mean, yeah, so there's you can, another film. You can edit this bit out if you want, <laughs> or not, it's up to you. Um, there's uh, another film that I was kind of interested in on mm. the Friday. Mm-hmm. It's a Jallo, because I love my Jallo. Oh, yes, yes, it's yes. Crystal Eyes. Crystal Eyes, yes. It's a Neo Jallo. Um, it is. Unfortunately, modern Jallo are yes. not as good. Can be hit or miss, can Very they? Very hit yes. or miss. <laughs> See, uh, Tulpa, for an example. Oh, I love Tulpa, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd been there for the premiere of that. That sounded like the funniest thing. Oh, I've, mate, I've it was, this. yeah. Actually, bizarrely enough, there's we're, we're world premiering, and there was no nepotism in this, because we had zero or very little involvement with it. Talk, mm-hmm. Just talking about top. We're actually world premiering um, the, the Fright Fest documentary, mm-hmm. which is a documentary, warts and all, about us and our history and the history of the festival. And it is bloody it, yeah. awesome. Um... The only involvement we had was essentially each of the four of us being interviewed. Chris, the director of it, put it together himself, had complete autonomy. <laughs> um, so it's got some, yeah, it's, it's got, there's a whole segment about Tolpa. Oh, wow. I'm not revealed, <laughs> but oh my God, there's some brilliant stuff in it. And as I say, and we initially said to Chris, look, we don't want to be seen as nepotistic just showing a film about Fryfest in Fryfest. Yeah. But he was like, no, Paul, and I, we really want to show it here. So that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. That documentary, oh my god, it will open your eyes <laughs> to the world of Tulpa and much, much more. What else? Oh, I, uh, I was looking at my list. Oh my god! Well, I'm not involved with it, but um, the Friday night uh, is going to be incredibly special because of the launch of the Fab Press book about the Scala cinema, oh, yeah, um, yeah. it's the big Scala night at the Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. So off of 35mm, yeah. um, we're running The Great Rock and Roll Swindle, The yes. Sex Pistols Picture, yeah. and uh, Blue Sunshine, which yeah. The Glove, Robert Smith's The Glove, named their album uh, after. Jane Giles, the original programmer from the Prince Charles, and um, sorry, from the Scala, and the author of the big book that's coming out. And they're doing retro trailers and talks. It's going to be great. That is going to be the perfect recreating. The, uh, you're probably too young to remember the Scarlet, <laughs> but the Scarlet used to be the all night rock and roll. Everything goes. Every, literally everything went at the Scarlet. This is going to be a great night. <laughs> and I saw the book cover, of course, done by our friend Grace Mr. Humphreys. Yes, indeed. Yep. Yep. And that's the thing. I mean, we're looking through the list now, and obviously we could be here all night talking about stuff, which we won't be. Hopefully, let's see. It's warm out there. Yeah. Um, but there is—I'm sure I've forgotten loads of the stuff that's also great. So yeah. I'd just say to you, listeners, just check out the program, see what you fancy. There's so much more that we're not going to cover because otherwise we'll be here for five hours. Yeah, I mean, this and we lose our voices teaser. and our mind. Yeah, this is just a little teaser. <laughs> yep. Saturday. Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. So my choice for Saturday mm-hmm. is What Keeps You Alive. Okay. Now, I say this not as a fan of The Vicious Brothers. Okay. Uh, didn't Grave Encounters is all right. Yep. Grave Encounters 2 isn't. Um, and I haven't even seen Grave Encounters 2, so I'm with you. With, yes, okay, all right. <laughs> And the last film, that film that played last year, the zombie film. Oh, um, yes, it stains the sounds red. But... Yes, yeah, wasn't really a fan of that one either. But this, which which played really, really well. We played that in Glasgow and in August, and yeah, I, I totally dig it. You're totally right, wrong, right, right, everybody's right. <laughs> um, but this but one, no, I... it, it played really well. That's yeah, it's really strong, really, really strong movie. And it's not the Vicious Brothers. It's just it's just one of them. Isn't yeah. It? So they're not that vicious anymore, and they're not brothers. Anymore. Half as vicious. <laughs> Just one. The slightly. <laughs> no, I think I think you already dig that one. Yeah, it's totally. Which is one of the good things uh, about them as a director. At least it's different. It's totally different to its stains, etc., etc. So yeah. Mm, okay. And what's your pick? I was, I was drawn to Heretics with a K. Oh, okay. Heretics with a K. The new Paul Hyatt yeah. picture. Yes. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Is it as you would expect, do you think? It is. Again, we saw an early cut and he's just been... Ting- That's the thing. When we see a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. sometimes it could be... Not with Heretics, we saw it about four weeks ago. But 
a lot of these movies, because they're so fresh, they will be tinkering around with them, both on a sound design and an editing perspective, literally sometimes until the very day that we show them. So yeah. the DCP, which is what we screen most things off now, that's the digital cinema print, as opposed to the old 35mm yeah. and stuff, they'll be literally delivering it that week. And Heretics is one of those where... Um, I think Jake West has just been editing the trailer for it and he's oh, seen nice. the newer version and yeah apparently it's yeah fantastic but we really loved the version that we saw way back a few weeks ago yeah so, and yeah. just one more question about Saturday it seems yeah. like something called Fright Fest yeah I know <laughs> the nepotism is rearing its head again um, no it's not um, so yeah Fright Fest is it, it's a weird one we were in Cannes we were at the market in Cannes the Cannes Festival and um a couple of uh, UK friend, friendly UK distributors um, were texting and emailing us and said, do you realise there's a film called Fright Fest? And we're like, what, really? <laughs> okay, fine. And the poster art was really cool. We went into the sales booth and we asked to look at the trailer. They showed us the trailer. Mm-hmm. And the trailer was great. And, um, oh, funny. Um, and then we saw the feature and we thought, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, we're going to try and do some sort of a drinking game where, um, so it's, it's so warm in there, we're just fanning each other. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, there's going to be a drinking game that every time the word Fright Fest, and this is, it's playing like really fucking late at yeah. night. It's like it starts at 11, 11.30. So, yeah. and you can imagine after a day of films, you can imagine what some of the audience state's going to be, <laughs> both physically and mentally. Um, it's going to be like a, a shot, you know, a drinking game. Every time they mention Fright Fest, you'll be like, Shh. So it's that kind of, you know, it's, it's a bit like the old baby thing where if you don't fancy a late night splattery gore thing, go, go and see something else. In fact, go to the, because it's the Duke Mitchell um, film club night at the Prince Charles, which is run at the same time as Fright Fest, which I don't know if you've ever been to one of those before, but holy shit, that's a lot of fun. So what we essentially do at that is and last year we had it at the upstairs at the Prince Charles, so we were turning away because uh, they had like a the ceiling was going to crash if we put any more people. So it was like a health and safety thing. So what Everim and Alex, who run the Duke for, uh, the Duke Mitchell Club, is they they contact a lot of our film guests mm. and ask them for something either exclusive or something people haven't seen, or their favourite, most bizarre music video, or trailer, or whatever. So it is essentially a film party, and each person that goes up, and will have some of the major film guests of the weekend taking part, Yeah. and I can't announce who the guests are, because we don't announce our guests till next week, but then doing a shot, introducing, oh, well, this is the trailer for, I think I did one, I did one the other year, for a movie called The Apple, which if you haven't seen the Apple, you have to go and check it out. Find that DVD. It's an 80s canon movie, disco. <laughs> it is horrendous. I love canon. Horrendous, horrendous, <laughs> but amazing, amazing. So I went up and introduced the trailer for the Apple. The audience were, they lost it. I mean, and everyone's like, fuck, what have we just seen? And it's that kind <laughs> of a night where anything goes on the screen Random da, da, da. stuff you've never seen. Oh my god! So the Duke Mitchell Club Night for a uh, film club night, it's going to be a blast, unmissable. Okay. Or if you just fancy a, a splatter movie, go and see Fright Fest and have a uh, you know a couple of shots. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Depends what you're in the mood for. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> Right, so in terms of Sunday, yes. uh, the film I thought I would ask you about is Await Further Instructions. Oh, okay. The so, Prince Charles. Yeah, so I've noticed over the last couple of years there yeah. has been a tendency for there to be more technologically themed or science fiction-y sort of mm-hmm. films mm-hmm. at Fright Fest. Mm-hmm. And I guess this kind of is another one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I really like it. I mean, we showed... Johnny's first feature many years ago. Its title slips my mind, unless you can remind me what it is. Um, Johnny Kavorkian. What was it? The one in the council estate in London. Did you ever see that one? Uh, uh, I okay. I have, so I won't be any. Help I should know this. Like it should be a, a quiz question. Johnny Kavorkian's. Uh, was it called The Disappeared? Something like that. Okay. Um, anyway, it's Thank really you. interesting and really good. Very kind of. Um, it's got some sort of David Cronenbergian oh, elements yeah. to it. The Disappear, yeah. The See, look, I won the prize. Yeah, 2008. And that, two, so look, <laughs> 10 years ago, no London, my mind is like, you know, <laughs> um, we're, we're dealing with today, tomorrow, and 10 years ago. Um, um, no, this this is a really interesting um, 
uh, uh, plot and there's a lot of background to it as well there's there's the kind of the brexit divide stuff comes into it in a political sense um but not overtly not ham-fistedly um yeah and it takes some interesting developments yes i'm being vague but it's, it's, a, it's a really strong and johnny's a good guy and it's a strong movie Cool. What's your choice, Rhea? Well, I mean, we already mentioned Tigers Are Not Afraid, <laughs> so... We're Masterpiece! Going that, it's going to be amazing. Yes. And based solely on the title, I wanted yes. to ask about The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then The Bigfoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, that, did that title pique your interest? It did! <laughs> um, I love it. It's a real offbeat, left-field, off-kilter movie, um, which we're... because fa- Okay, look, we called this thing Fright Fest years ago. Oh, 19 years ago. And not every film is a fright film. Mm-hmm. And we've never, ever done that. If you look over the years that we've we've shown movies, we've had the premieres of everything from Donnie Darko to Pan's Labyrinth to... Well, Jesus scary Christ. movie in 2000. Yeah, yeah scary <laughs> movie. But I'm just trying to think of the non-horror-specific oh, stuff. Bo- Do you know what I mean? Well, bodied... This year. Body, which we can get to in a minute. Mm. Absolutely not a genre picture, but it is kind of. I'll tell you about it in a minute. But I think um, the Bigfoot and the Hitler picture, and also, right, I would be bored. If I was going to watch 27 movies, or however many people will try and watch over the weekend, I wouldn't want to watch wall-to-wall horror. If I wanted to watch wall-to-wall horror, as in pure blood and guts horror, I could. I could find my way around this (laughs) programme, finding the 27 that I would want to be blood and guts and gore and that. So there is it there if you're hunting it. But the Hitler, Bigfoot and the Hitler movie is very much in the fantasy realms with brilliant acting. I mean, it's beautifully made. Lucky McKee was one of the producers. No, he did May and The Woman and all that stuff. The acting is second to none. Sam Elliott and Aidan Thing, who plays Poldark. Aidan Gillen. Aidan Gillen. So it's 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 going to look, like I said before... On that massive screen, it's going to be beautiful. But if you're looking for Blood and Guts, there's probably something else on in one of the other screens. Yeah. But it has got genre elements. I mean, Christ, if a film's got the Bigfoot in the title, <laughs> what are you expecting? There's exactly. probably, you're probably going to see a bit of Bigfoot. But he's probably not going to be ripping heads off of people. Oh. If you want that, <laughs> go and see another film. Yeah. You know, I can't stress this enough. Variety. Yeah. <laughs> Variety is the spice. Okay. Oh, or like Night of the Demon ripping people's insides out. Exactly that, yes. Literally, really. yeah. And by the same ten token, if we would show every film like Bigfoot and Thing, and every, then of course it would be that. But it's not. It's it, you make your own way around the programme. <laughs> what I was going to ask is, do you regret calling it Fright Fest? Because that gives people it certain does. expectations. It, do, I, do, it, do you know what? Actually, sometimes yes. Because if we were called, and obviously Fantastic Fest, who were over in Austin, came after us, but they took, because Tim and, and we know the guys who, who, who run and organise that festival, and obviously Fantastic kind of embraces more of what actually we're about. Mm-hmm. But Fright hit the nose on, hit the nail on the head, but it ain't just horror. It's horror, science fiction. I said right at the very beginning, horror, science fiction, fantasy and thriller. That's what we've always done. Right the way back, to the year 2001, Kiss of the Dragon, the Jet Li picture, we premiered that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a horror film. It's an action, chop cool movie. Yeah. And so we've always steered away from pure Just, horror. Yeah. But we're showing enough pure horror, and especially now, um, unlike back in the Prince Charles days, unlike way back, uh, in even in the early days of the, the previous Empire, we were kind of force-feeding people with our programming. So you only, some years you'd only have one choice, yeah. so everybody would have to be watching the same movie at the same time. And then in the early years, the Empire was just one other screen that was running. So it was like the big screen and one small screen. Yeah. This year, as I said, we're running five screens. So there's you've really got your choice. Yeah. <laughs> you can find your gore. Yeah. You can find your science fiction. Yeah. You can even find your zombie musicals, which will, you know, the Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> Anna versus the Apocalypse. So, yeah. And Bodied, going back to your, your question about Bodied, I absolutely love Bodied. Joseph Kahn, one of the greatest music promo video directors of all time. Mm-hmm. And we, we premiered his movie Detention 
many, many years ago, which, again, if mm. you haven't seen it... I haven't, but Greg has. It got a standing yeah. ovation when we showed it. Joseph attended. It was the... Oh, it was just incredible. <laughs> so, Bodied. Premiered last year at uh, Toronto uh, Ma uh, Midnight Madness, which is the genre element of Toronto, if you've ever been to yeah. Toronto TIFF. Then it premiered in Fantastic Fest. Both of these places, it blew the fucking roof off, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's certainly, probably, the most removed from a genre picture we've ever shown. But it is brilliant. I mean, mm -hmm. and it has... It's produced by Eminem. It's equal rights offensive. I mean, to every... It, and it feels like a superhero movie. It feels like a Justice League or something. Because everybody's got their own unique character, which is over... And so it feels like an Avengers. It's, it's so good. But if you're after horror, go and see <laughs> something else. Because Bodied is not a horror film. It is a genre film because it's played at Fantastic Fest and Midnight Madness and Fright Fest. But don't go expecting blood and guts. <laughs> On the Twitter. Oh, not much blood in that. What's, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Blah, etc. Yeah, I've got a very awkward choice to make because I've got. Oh, what see, you got? Well, I want to see Tiger's Not Afraid, <gasps> and I also want to see Anna in the Apocalypse. Oh. But they're on at the same time. Okay. Well, two answers to that. One is both are brilliant. Two is you'll definitely get to see both of them at some stage. Oh yeah, yeah. So don't lose sleep or hair. <laughs> what I yeah, you got. You got I've got hair. quite a bit. Oh, guys, you got the old tail going on. Um, so. <laughs> I, I often say, when people ask me, Paul, what do you recommend? And I actually say, if you've read the synopsis, read the trailer, fine, you still can't make your mind up. Because both of those choices are really good. You won't make a bad choice if, with either of those movies. <laughs> I think it depends upon what you fancy on the day. If you fancy a KFC, I wouldn't you know recommend you use it. Or if you fancy McDonald's, if you fancy a, a, um, a, a big sandwich from Tesco's. Look, if you're in the mood for a comedy... A zombie musical set in Scotland with great performances and great cast. Blah. Go with Anne and the Apocalypse. If you fancy a heartbreaking, um, scary, um, brilliant slice of South American life with a genre, massive genre twist, like a Pan's Labyrinth-esque film on a Sunday night, then go with Tigers Are Not Afraid. It depend depends upon what you feel like on the night. Mm. You know, on, that's the deal. Yeah, but, yeah, but both <laughs> are like good. Both are brilliant choices. Yeah. Neither is wrong. And I'll you see. might think, oh, I've seen too many ones that have made me cry. I'm in the mood for something <laughs> super light with that's a great like soundtrack. Do you know what I mean? But, so the choice is there. <laughs> or you might be flat on your back after a big night out the night before, passed out. In which case you won't be seeing either of the films. And you don't have to go home. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But also you don't know what you're going to feel like on the day, do you? You, no. you might feel like Anna. You yeah. might want a bit of light relief and then you'll catch tigers at another time in the future. Mm -hmm. There is always the future, darlings. There's always a future. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yeah, moving on to Monday. You've okay. kind of already mentioned Climax, which would have been my first choice. Ooh, so, yes. as a big fan of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, oh, yes. I have to ask you about Possum. Yes, Matthew oh, Holness. Yeah. Love Matthew so much. Um, this will be divisive. Mm -hmm. um, I like you films. you like a David Lynchian, Reza-Hedesque, yes. yes. slow burn, subtle... Scary. Like magic. If you're in the mood for that, the then groove with it. And if you're not in the mood for subtle David Lynchian, <laughs> then go and see whatever's playing on the other screen. But I, I really <laughs> like it. Um, yeah. Uh, but some people might not. But that's the way it goes. That's why. Well, I guess that style is an acquired taste. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah we're, we're so again, don't go expecting blood, guts, gore. It's. Uh, a slow Different. Yes, <laughs> yes. Matthew's brilliant as well. So, big Garth Marenghi, Dark Place fan. Amazing. Yeah, my pick was Climax also. Climax. I had the same picks, Possum and Climax. Possum and Climax, okay. Well, let's see what else you're not looking at, and I will tell you. 
So what are we showing on Monday? So we've got Wolf and Got Mars, which is the Monster Squad doc, which is great. Oh. Um, got Tom Payton's Black Side, big premiere for that. And then, of course, there's some re repeat ones, so like Crystal Eyes, so we didn't get a chance to see it the day before. Yeah. What else is on? Um... Oh, God, yeah, there's some great ones. The Dark is one that not many people have heard and not on many people's radar. Mm. That's playing on the main screen. Brilliant performances, scary in places. Terrific, terrific movie. You should read, read up on that if you get a chance. Go and see that one. Um, then if you like the slashers, open 24 hours is a lot of fun. That sounded intriguing. Yes, yeah. full-on slasher armour. Oh, you know, yeah. horror. So if you're after blood and guts and gore, open 24 hours is your one. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, and then I think on the golem is is really, again, that's not blood and guts, but there's some... Yeah, some creepy elements to it. It's by the guys who directed Jerusalem. I don't know if you saw that particular movie the other week, the other year. The other week, the other year. And the climax is the perfect climax to the Festival of the Flags. I'm a big fan of Gaspar Noe, so I'm really Ooh. looking forward to that one. What's been your favourite Gaspar's? Oh, that's a tough one. I mm. kind of flitter between Irreversible, because mm. I'm a very sick man, mm. and <laughs> probably Enter the Void. Oh, okay. I like my weird shit, as I said. And it's such a very, very kind of intense picture mm. because, mm. yeah, it's just because of how it's done. I've just got a lot of like those title sure. credits of Enter the Void, sure. like, you know, absolutely awesome. Absolutely but cli Climax is a complete banger. I mean, again, there will be naysayers. In fact, Gaspar is encouraging people to dislike it. I don't know if you've seen it, like yes. an adjunct provocateur. <laughs> Fuck you if they don't like my film. Which is great. That's the way to be. If you've got the balls, just fucking go out there and say, right, you're either going to like it or fucking not. And it's the ideal climax, as I said. Um, <laughs> it's wall-to-wall music. So if you love music and if you love being in clubs, and hopefully not a club like the one that you're going to experience, it's... <laughs> I mean, the opening 10 minutes is Sarone. You've got... Oh, Gary Newman in there, you've got Soft Cell doing Take to Love Where They Love Go, you've got Daft Punk, you've got Aphex Twin, and everything in between. It's fucking mental. But let's see, let's see how people like it. Yeah. And of course it's the it's the Arrow um video Fryfest, so it's one of their big titles that they're gonna be putting out. So yeah, it's gonna be amazing, amazing. Yes, you piqued my interest there. There you go. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, on the, the Frightfest forum, of which mm. I visit <laughs> I haven't um, been on there for ages. Anyway, come. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> there are people on there who are like even that haven't even seen it, sight unseen, sort of dismissing mm. it. So I'm not going to. I'm going to go home oh, early and like. Bye, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but that does kind of yeah, very true. But what I was going to say is one mm. of the things like over the last few years is mm. we've already mentioned climax, mm. possum, mm. braid. All uh, the single word titles. He just likes those. Mandy. There you go, yes. These are all, like you say, divisive films. And this single year, word titles. We've had Hereditary, previously we had The Witch, It Follows. Mm -hmm. Films like that. Yeah. Now, these films are typically loved by critics and disliked. Sometimes. Well, all right, well, Hereditary, It Follows, yeah. The Witch. Definitely. What did you think to Hereditary? Oh, I loved Hereditary. Oh, really? Amazing. Loved it. Mm, okay. Okay. Not keen. I was, look. It's completely Ooh. fine. It's got one great... There's a great scare in it, half an hour in, mm. isn't there? Yes. A good, yes. Actually, it's not a scare. A jump. A yes. jump scare. A yes. jump thing. But, and this is not really any spoilers, but it was just a remake of Kill List. And that's what really upset, like, pissed me off. It is quite similar to Kill Because the opening, the, the opening line blows the whole movie. And I could, you could see the end coming... A um, hundred miles away. I don't know if you've seen, you guys have seen Kill List. I love Kill yeah. List. Mm -hmm. it's but it's, anyway, I'm not. I support all genre. I support all horror, be it good, bad, indifferent. To see it doing so well at the box office Fantastic. is a great yeah. thing, right? And I paid to see it, and I, I did like it, but I didn't love it as so much as some critics. And I think they were overhyping it in terms of you know, oh, this is the best horror film since The Exorcist. As you know, that's what they were saying. Yeah, yes. and it is good. It's don't get me wrong. It's got, it's got some good stuff, some good performances in it, some good moments. But I found it too reminiscent of, without being a carbon copy of, too reminiscent of uh, Kill List. Okay. But I'm not right, I'm not wrong, everybody's right, everybody's wrong. Exactly. We come full circle. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, why do you think there is such a divide 
between some audience members and... Because everybody is human and everybody likes different things. Exactly. Like, for example, you've got the Shining poster on the wall there, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the art print. Love that film. Love that poster. Some people out there, including some of your listeners, will think, well, why has he got the Shining on the wall? Don't like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got their own opinions. Yeah, which is completely fine, and it would be really bland, wouldn't it? Yeah. If we all like the same food, the same music, yes, the same film, ridiculous. and that's what it is. It's <laughs> it's it's what makes the world go around. I have a question: Can horror ever go too far? And do you have any examples of that? Can it go too far? A Serbian film. I uh, love the Serbian <laughs> film. Um, I wish you guys had been able to show you. So do I. Uh, <laughs> and we refuse to show it in a bastardized version. And again, that's in the Fight Fist documentary. Um, so uh, yes although I'm not in favour of any sort of sort of censorship in any way shape or form but I think for example I mean I've, I've seen all of every type of bloody film as you can imagine I'm not a big fan of like the August Underground stuff the, mm. the stuff where it's trying to be like a, snuff a snuff film and like no plot no art just bloke cutting up usually a woman or sometimes a bloke mm. and it's just it's just depressing to watch um and it's not it's just artless and for me if something's got to have value it's got to have some art but yeah. i'm not dissing if they want to do that stuff i'm sure it's got an audience for people who want to see and some of it's shittily and shoddily done yeah isn't it? deliberately yeah. so that's not that's for me my personal you know i'm not keen on that and of course, although it's, it is a masterpiece, Cannibal Holocaust and the cannibal pictures, um, I'm not keen on the animal animal violence in those. Um, <laughs> I never have been. I don't really need to see it. Then again, I'm not that keen on real life human violence. I mean, a lot of people stop or, or stare at, at, at car accidents or bike. I don't want to see real blood. I, I, I hate needles. I hate <laughs> if somebody if you cut yourself. I just don't. I love seeing fake blood. Yeah. I love seeing special effects. It can be as realistic as they can make it, but I don't want to see blood in real life, yeah. ever. Um, so the Mondo stuff, although I've seen, as we probably all have, the Mondo, although a lot, of that, a lot of that is, of course, fake aroma. A lot of it's oh, yeah. completely yeah. fake. But, you know, that's kind of too far, I guess. Some, you know, not the not the face of death, but the real life stuff doesn't appeal to me. You know, when people say, "Oh, have you seen there's a the beheading video?" No, really, don't want to see that at all. Real life, you know, yeah. somebody getting their head chopped doesn't appeal to me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Same as the animal cruelty, blah 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 blah. So that I think would be the and anything in the realms of the fantastique is is fair game in the answer to the Serbian film thing it was incredibly um, realistically done but it was all fake Hmm. the themes were abhorrent I mean totally abhorrent Um, but the and obviously I've met and have met the the directors and producers and the writers of that picture they had a political stance with that film Hmm. it has undertones that are beyond exploitation whereas drawing the parallel to the august underground people there is no art sorry there is no politics behind that it's just shock and exploitation for exploitation's sake serbian film was not it was a political potato it was beyond far beyond just showing and i'm not going to repeat what's because obviously the audience will probably know roughly even if people haven't seen it what goes on in that film Mm -hmm. But it was a heartbreaking film as well about fatherhood and about the nation that they were living in. And we can't even begin to think about what it would be like growing up in Serbia as that director and the producer did, where some of the stuff that's portrayed on screen was which was reflecting their real life. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. Whereas the August Underground, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not singling out the August Underground <laughs> poor guys because they do what they do, right? But their life has been... Okay, they might have had hardships, whatever, but they weren't. They're not coming at it from that, yeah. from that angle, that perspective. So yeah, film is that is what you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Serbian film comes from like the torture porn thing. So that's mm. Martyrs, which I really like. Mm. And Masterpiece, yeah. you really like as well. And of course, we've got Pascal Legier's new one, Instant in the Ghost Land, and another Arrow oh, yeah. video release. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Have you got one final fun question? Well, yes, for a while. Yeah, so I thought, like, just to end this on a bit of a fun note, mm. I had a question for you. Mm. Uh, of the Earth. Yeah, we did get really dark and deep, didn't we? Bloody <laughs> yeah, hell, we went into animals. And anyway, <laughs> well, not in that way. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so, out of uh, yourself, Alan Jones, Greg Day, and Ian Rackley, yes. if you were all in a horror film, mm. which mm. one of you would be the lone survivor? And why? <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be the first one to die. <laughs> um, so I think I think the, the survivor would probably be um, um, probably Alan because he's seen so many films. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he you know he can be brutal. He can be brutal, Alan. Vicious with his tongue and with his yeah with everything. So I think Alan would probably be the final survivor. Fair play, Alan. Yeah, it's things about you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and also, it's Friday the 13th as we're recording this. What is, is your favourite Friday the 13th film? Oh, gold. Um, probably it has to be the first one, which I saw in the cinema. I think I snuck in when I was underage. Scared the <laughs> fuck out of me. The last, I mean, there's so much great stuff in there. The music, the, the all that stuff. The, the, the last scare, the jump scare, banger. Absolute banger. So I like a lot of the other ones as well, but the first one, special place That's in the sick. heart. Yeah. It's just it's just great, isn't it? I'm with yeah, you definitely. on that. I'm just great. Awesome. Especially on the big screen for the first time. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. You never get your first time back, do you? No. no. <laughs> Sadly <laughs> enough. <laughs> and on that note, Mr. Paul McAvoy, would you very kindly plug your shit? <laughs> oh, excuse me? Oh, <laughs> Plugs for where the listeners can find everything. Oh, okay. wonder what you meant then. <laughs> what do you know? Oh, I mean, plug my shit. Well, uh, yes, uh, if you've Very got one. Look, we can. You, you can. You can go onto the website www.frightfest.co.uk, or you can follow us on the Twitter. At, <laughs> at Frightfest, which is fucking hard to remember, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and then me, I guess, if you want to, at Paul McAvoy. Um, yeah, and just try and look, even if you can't afford or can't make it to the whole thing, just try and come down and like dip, dip your toe into the water because mm. it's such a friendly environment. And look, we've been talking about the films for, well, what seems like minutes, um, for mm-hmm. a long time. But the films are massively important, but it's really about the community, and we have to show good films. And some are going to be divisive. But there's going to be some that you've mentioned today that you're not going to like, and vice versa, and ones that will surprise you. Okay, but it's all about talking to people and being at the pub and having food and being with like-minded people. A lot of people are coming this year for the first time on their own, and through Twitter and stuff, they're going to meet up with people that they never. It's just the community thing. So many films have been made out of friendships bonded at Frightfest that you wouldn't believe. So many connections, so many things. Just come, just either come for a day or just even for half a day or, or one film. Then you'll be addicted. And it's it's such a brilliant community and such a great, great event. It's way beyond the films. It's way beyond the guests. It's way beyond us. Mm. It's it's just amazing. Something else. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Um, yeah, so tickets are on sale. So if you go to the website, um, you can buy day passes. Yeah, and... there's a few weekend passes left. There's a few day passes left for most of the days. I think Saturday's sold out. I think Sunday's on the way out. Um, the single tickets go on sale, I think, next Saturday for each individual mm-hmm. thing. But the weekend pass is the best value. And then that allows you to go and see whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Room as you please. Exactement. <laughs> And Greg, the Lament Configuration, plugs... Oh, yeah. Yes, I get to plug our shit. Um, So, uh, the Lament Configuration are are going to be at Frightfest, so we're going to do something that I've wanted to do for a while. Is it a live podcast? No, unfortunately not. What I'm going to do is... You're going to plug your butt. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been wanting to do, Greg? Plug my butt. That's exactly Um, it. No, what I uh, am going to do this year is, um, for every film that I watch at Fright Fest, I'm going to be doing a live reaction video straight afterwards. Oh, so, 100% <laughs> uh, they're going to be... Closed on, or unclosed? Closed. Okay. Unclosed. 
I'm sure, you know, couldn't get away with that in the middle of Leicester Square. I'd be shot immediately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, going to have a crack at reaction videos and then we shall put those up on the YouTube channel. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, afterwards we're going to do a podcast with uh, myself, Rhea, and our lovely friends who are going yeah. to be at Fright Fest. Um, awesome. So yeah, check out our YouTube channel, it's the Lament Configuration Podcast, um, our Facebook page, also called the Lament Configuration Podcast, and our usual places where we uh, put up our show. Where we reside. I have been reoffend. I have not been counting bodies, I've been counting films at Fryfest today. Uh, <laughs> as usual, you can find me on my Facebook page, which is reoffend, that's F-E-N-D, and I'm on Instagram and Twitter, at rea underscore fend. And of course, I shall be at Fry Fest too and representing the Link Configuration podcast. You could have said you were counting butt plugs. Uh, <laughs> that's that's just you guys. I, that is nothing to do with me. Just to say, <laughs> just to say Gregory, it's been a pleasure and thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. And yeah, thank, thank you to your listeners as well. Yes, thank Hopefully, you. we haven't been too boring. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a second. Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Paul, for coming and doing the interview. And we will see you guys after Fright Fest for our reactions. And indeed you will. And it was definitely a very interesting interview with a passionate Paul McAvoy. A great man, I'm sure you will all agree. Um, So as well as an update, because it's been a week since we recorded this, in case you haven't bought your tickets yet, as Paul mentioned in the interview, Saturday day tickets are completely sold out. Sunday, as of the last time I checked, there are only eight day tickets remaining. But Thursday, Friday and Monday, there are plenty of day passes still remaining. And in fact, there are even some festival passes if you want to attend all five days. They're still available and the individual day passes went on sale today. So there is no excuse if you want to go to Fright Fest, if you want to see any of the films that we've talked about on the show, now is your chance to buy tickets. The individual tickets are £14.50, so not too expensive. So you may as well get in as soon as possible to avoid disappointment. Um, in terms of the guest situation, Aidan Turner, not Aidan Gillen, as I mentioned, of Poldark fame, is here as part of the people here to introduce the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Jen Wexler and Chloe Levine will be here to introduce the Ranger. Barbara Crampton will be attending because uh, she has a couple of films at the festival. Joseph Kahn, the director of Bodied, he will be attending. Issa Lopez, the director of Tigers Not Afraid. Matthew Holness will be here to introduce Possum. And Lee Winnell will be here to introduce his film Upgrade as Paul mentioned. Also, incidentally, uh, for my friend Tom Dennett-Cook, Adam Marcus, the director of his favourite Friday the 13th film, Jason Goes to Hell, will be introducing his new film, Secret Santa. So, yes, plenty more guests not mentioned there because, frankly, I don't have the time to talk about every single one of them. And another thing that Paul mentioned was that on the Thursday, there is a secret film. Um, It has now been revealed that that is, in fact the 4K restoration of Halloween, the 1978 version, so not the new version, but the classic 1978 slasher film, best slasher film of all time, in many people's opinions. So that is on the Thursday at 11.15 and Saturday at 4.10. Now these are showing on a tiny screen, so tickets will likely sell out fast. So if you want to see um, the 4K restoration of Halloween, that's how you do it. And because of that, we are ending the show today with the classic theme tune from Halloween. I love this song. And uh, yeah, we will see you on the 2nd of September with our Fright Fest discussion show. So we'll see you guys then.
plug your shit. <laughs>